to Changing the Sales Game podcast on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, and I'm so happy that you're joining us today. Now, as we continue the conversation about sales not being something that's icky sleazy, rather it's something that we can share and come from a place of love, care, and respect, I am on a movement, and we are going to change that movement. We're going to change the sales game to make it so much more comfortable and for us to come from a place of service. So to help you with that mindset shift, please go and take my free communication style assessment. It's just another tool you put in your tool belt that gives you some insight into your natural superpowers on how you communicate, how you show up, how you're being received. You also get a report, very short report. They're not long, but it gives you insight into your lowest score or the style that's least like you, probably even more important than your superpowers. So take it, go to WhitmanAssoc.com slash CSA. And that is my gift to you. Now, my motivational quote today is by Leo Burnett. And Leo says, make it simple, make it memorable make it inviting to look at, make it fun to read. So everyone that knows me knows that I love to talk and speak and chat and engage with other humans, right? It's my jam. It's fun. And it's super easy for me. So as I look back on my sales career of 39 years, right? Yikes, uh, a lifetime later, I realized that I kind of had that innate skill to begin with of just being able to talk with anyone in any part of business, right? No matter what their level was. Well, now let's flip that, right? Instead of, of speaking it or talking it, we're talking about writing and marketing skills, a <laughs> different ball game. Well, that for me is a whole different, that is not my jam. Let's put it that way. And here's how I approach my business when I lack a needed skill to grow my business. Marketing is a needed resource and skill, right? To continue to scale and grow. Well, I investigate for me, how do I approach something like that? When, especially if I don't want to do it is I investigate hiring the right person or team to help me with whatever that updated uh, business solution is. So I know I can't do it alone. And I know that I do have blind spots just like all of you. So my guest today may be a possible solution for you. If you need to write marketing copy that converts. Now, if you're like me, you trust me, you need her help. So today my guest is Kim Whitcamp. And Kim is a conversion, very important word there, conversion copywriter, marketing strategist, and also a pod pal of mine. As a creator of the audience conversion conversion method and host of the audience converter podcast for community leaders, she helps coaches connect, cultivate, and convert their communities. Um, Kim works with clients to put the right message in front of the right people um, at the right time, especially when we're talking about emails. She's helped people increase their open rate up to 80%, which is outstanding peeps, um, and hit their six-figure launch and double conversions on their landing pages. She knows what she's doing. She loves talking marketing like I love talking sales. Uh, she also loves travel and she's a sci-fi freak and she's just my good friend, Kim. So thanks for coming down the show, Kim. Oh my gosh, Connie. Thank you so much for having me. And I love that introduction and, and what a great quote for what we're talking about today. I, it's so apt. I was just like, I'm like nodding along as she's reading this out, everyone. And it, it's just amazing. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it was funny as I was looking for the quote. Uh, and then I, as soon as I hit that one, you know, I read a couple of more just to make sure I'm like, why are you reading more? It's the one, you know, it's the right one, right? To put it out there. But here's the thing. And this is, I think, an important, and you and I have been in networking events together. and We've known each other for over a year now. Marketing and sales are two very different things 
very different skill sets. And it was funny. It wasn't you, my friends, because you're, <laughs> you, I think your uh, vision of how you help businesses is, is brilliant. Okay. But there was an email um, that came through. I'm on somebody's list and it, it said something like, well, you don't have to sell to make more sales. And my head, and then it went on to say, like, you don't have to sell and you don't have to have sales conversations. And my head almost exploded because I thought, well, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Of course, you need to develop your sales skills. That's like saying to me, don't worry about the marketing. You're really good at talking, but I'm not good <laughs> at my messaging in a marketing campaign or in an email campaign. And that's a whole different sensory for potential clients. So to say you need one and not the other, or to say that, oh, marketing, you could figure it out. I can't figure it out, right? So I need people like Kim in my life um, to help me with that messaging. So why is email marketing so important, especially for all businesses, not just for small businesses? Yeah, you know, email marketing is important because it's pretty much the only option out there right now where you can communicate one-to-one in a mass way to people who have asked to hear from you. You know, there's, there's three different parts to that, right? You're communicating one-to-one because at the end of the day, um, you know, somebody's going to make that choice. Somebody's going to make the choice to say, yes, that's for me. No, that's not for me. Yes, that's for the company. No, that's not for the company. Yes, that's a right fit. I'm ready to get on a call. No, that's not the right fit, right? So one-to-one is really important. It's really important for us to kind of create that connection, especially now. Right. There's so much out there and people are kind of lost in a sea of information. So when you can make a real connection with any kind of marketing material that you put out there, that's really valuable. Number two, of course, is that it's scalable. Right. People receive it one to one, but you can send a thousand at a time. You can send 10,000 at a time. You can send a hundred thousand at a time. Right. So it's scalable, but it still gives that one-to-one connection. Um, and as I said, right, it's really important to kind of just be there as yourself. And people have asked to hear from you. So it's different than social media ads. It's different yeah. than Google ads. It's different than um, even magazine ads or print ads or, me- you know, uh, paid media ads of any kind. Because these are people who have said, oh, I like what this person had to say at some point. I want to hear more from them. So they've raised their hand and said, yes, you're allowed to send me information as opposed to like, you know, getting junk mail or getting those random sponsored LinkedIn messages from people who have absolutely no idea what you do or any of those types of things. So email really is that trifecta of being able to connect, cultivate and convert your people. Yeah. The three C's, right. That you always talk about. And, and Kim, this is important because I know for myself, it's funny because, right. I use active campaign and I've, you know, a couple of almost 3000 on my list now, right. It's grown over the year, which is wonderful. And I, I'm, I was voted um, nominated, right. For the people's choice award international for Canada and the U S. So I sent out an email today to everybody saying today's last day to vote, please vote. I know I asked for so much and you know, people, and it's in my email, it's in my active campaign. Three people responded, Connie, I voted. I'm so excited for you. They feel that now we've never met. I don't, I don't know who they are necessarily. The one person I did, the other person I didn't. And I responded, mm-hmm. thank you so much. You made, you made my day. Thank you for the love and support, right? So it also provides an opportunity for me literally to personally respond when they said something to me. And the other funny thing I just wanted to share, Kim, that happens because what what's on who do I email? What do I email? I email my shows. I have two podcasts, free content. 
I don't know. I know people are following me, so I want to make it easy. Here's this great content, right? My guests are amazing on my podcast. Here's that info. So that's two emails they get a week. If they opted in for something, a gift, they get that link to that gift, right? Another free resource. So I know you do the same thing. We give a Mm -hmm. lot of free things away. And then what happens is you get on multiple lists within our list. So depending on what's going on through the year, then we can tap you on the shoulder, right? In a, in a very big oh, yeah. way to say, Hey, I'm running my w- free webinar workshop. I'd love for you to come. And it's so cute, Kim, because when people, come, and you have this too, I'm sure they come to the workshop. I'm like, how'd you find me? Oh, I've been on your email list for about a year now. I'm like, really? Oh yes. Yeah. I love getting your, and they share the excitement or con. I didn't, I don't listen to the podcast through the email. So I deleted myself on the, but I'm on another list. And they send me these loving emails. Like, please don't, be offended that I'm opting out of the shows because I get them on my Apple podcast. People right. are really lovely and engage personally, even when you do these big mail campaigns. It's the one on one. Is everybody listening to that? Marketing mm-hmm. is still connecting with that person and building that relationship through marketing, right? Oh, absolutely. It's the one-to-one and it kind of gives us that ability to really make a connection, even if we don't get to meet face-to-face, right? Especially during COVID, right? During the pandemic, right? Uh, Still, I'm not going to like in-person, you know, huge gatherings type things. So how else are you supposed to make that connection? How can you let it be known that you're open to having conversations? I've had people respond to, uh, you know, this is one of the the best um, compliments I've ever received. One of my clients, we created a full campaign for her, her launch, what was going on. And she sent it out and she was getting responses from people saying like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Thank you so much for letting me know about this. And she's like, never in my life have I gotten thank yous for getting marketing messaging and for people telling me how awesome my emails were. And she's like, but you wrote them, right? And that's where the power comes from is that when people feel you're a real person, that's what makes them want to buy, right? People buy from people, People, especially now with the evolving market, you know, people buy from companies and from people they like, they support, they enjoy their values. So if you can demonstrate that in a one-to-one messaging, there's no better opportunity for you to really connect with people. And here's the cool thing with, with marketing and sales, they really are married together and you need both. You can't have one without the other, Mm. but the, you know, years ago when I first started in sales, Kim, the rule of thumb was you had to touch the customer about five times before they would say yes. Right. That they actually heard what you were saying because our attention span is what it is. Well, now fast forward, clients need to hear our message anywhere from eight to 13 times. So that, And people go, what? Oh my God, all that follow-up. Well, part of that follow-up, that's why the email campaigns are are really critical, especially if you have really good good content, like your your friend's reaction, if they wrote those really nice, personable emails with valuable content for them to digest, right? It's building that like, no trust factor. So you do that through that email campaign. And then what happens is when you do have an offer, the person feels like they've known you already, right? Yes. Um, but they're, and here's the other thing what, that I think you, and I know philosophically you believe this too, marketing puts people into your orbit so that you can build that relationship so that when you do have a workshop or something, they show 
up and have now a live conversation with you right now. Yes. We're, we got their bodies in the spot. That's what we wanted. Now I have to show whether they're a good match for me or I'm a good match for them. And that's building the relationship. That's when marketing has done its job. Now it's the sales conversation. Am I a good fit for this client? But that you can't have one without the other. Absolutely. And, you know, to that point of how many touch points you need now, they're saying 15 to 30 if it's strictly oh. online. So oh. if they haven't met you in person, right, you know, if we make that connection at a networking event, at a Different. at a live event, at, you know, having some sort of conversation, it's still the lower number. But if somebody's just going to encounter you online, which does happen quite a lot, sure. it takes a few more touch points. Sure. And that's why having regular communication, like with email, when people said, yes, I want to hear from you, right, it's not an interruption because we check our inboxes like 17 times a day, right? We are constantly looking for that messaging. So it's a completely different relationship and conversation when someone says, yes, I want to hear from you. Then yeah, but here, let, me, let me poke you until you actually say something. Yeah. Yeah. Or opt out, which is cool yes. too, right? If you, if you find yes. that you thought it was going to be relevant and now you're like, yeah, Connie doesn't, I don't resonate with her. Unsubscribe. It's cool. And it's funny. People say, what do you get upset when people unsubscribe? I say, no, I get upset if they put it as spam. See, and I'm such a, I'm such a stickler because I'm so, I'm a rule follower, Kim. So yes. as soon as somebody unsubscribes, and I, I think maybe five times I, people have reported me as spam, my heart breaks because I think, oh, but then I go back and I think, oh, they did opt in for my communication style assessment. They opted in for a giveaway. They forget. So I, that hurts me. Like, why'd you report me as spam? But yes. people are going to leave you because the content isn't what they thought it was. It's not personal, right? It is what it is. Another question. We talked about the email and series. You said an email series. Why is a welcome email series important? And why should we incorporate that as part of our marketing strategy? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, one of the top questions I get all the time right? What's a good open rate? What's a good open rate? What's a good open rate? Now, caveat, there's no good open rate <laughs> because email needs to fulfill what you want it to fulfill. It's not about opens. It's not about clicks. It's about is email doing its results. job? Right. Results. Yeah. Is, is it giving you the results you want? Is it giving you the conversions it wants? Whatever that looks like, right? But a way for you to get more people to see the message before they decide is this for me, not for me, what have you, is to have something called a welcome series. And essentially what it is, is it's a, it's a, you know, it's a guided tour. It's an orientation. It's a new person in the school. Let me show you where everything is type thing. Because you mentioned, right, giveaways. You mentioned summits. You mentioned uh, a free like guide. You mentioned mm -hmm. communication quiz. Mm -hmm. That's all anyone knows about you when they say, yes, I want to hear more. So it's your opportunity to really build that relationship. And I don't know about you, but I've got like 3,000 unread messages in one of my inboxes and I have several inboxes and I don't want to go into how many unread messages I have in the others. Sure. But that's what happens with a lot of people. They sign up and as you said, right, they marked you as spam, even though they opted in because they forget. So to make a real impression, to make that connection quick, you create a welcome series that kind of just showcases you a little bit. Here's who I am. Here's who I serve. Here's what I can do for you. Here's what other people have experienced with me. And, you know, here's some good resources, right? So it's a guided opportunity. It's a guided experience for brand new subscribers to your list where you build that know, like, and trust factor. You do it yeah. quickly so that people start to anticipate, hey, I've been away for three days. It's time for me to check my inbox. 
people don't look at a subject line when they're doing that. They look at the from line. Who sent me messages? Yep. You want to be one of those people they stop the scroll for. Oh, so-and-so sent me. Connie sent me a message. Got to put a star on that. I got to see what's going on with Connie because she's always giving me really great stuff. That's what you want the experience to be for people. So to to build that anticipation, to become one of the people that people stop the scroll for. Oh, yes, this person sent me an email. Absolutely, I'm going to open it. You have to create that connection fast. Otherwise, life happens. They'll forget they signed up for your list. And, you know, three weeks later, you email them and they're like, who is this person? I don't remember. So you want to make that connection fast. And that's what Welcome Series can do for you. And and here, you know, Kim, it, it's so funny. Marketing and sales, they go together. It's, it's building that like no trust factor, right? And and because our attention span is down, humans' attention span is down to six seconds. Right. We have to goldfish have a better attention span. Goldfish have a seven second attention span. So we're <laughs> in the. I often see, tease Kim and say, "Okay, so we're both in the fishbowl. The, the the goldfish is there. I'm over here. I'm swimming away while you're pounding on the on the little glass tapping. The goldfish is intrigued. I'm like, yeah, I'm out of here, right? So that's sad. Sad. It's a great true. visual. He says, it's a great visual. I'm like, yeah, I don't want. Stop tapping. I'm leaving. I'm walking away. But the <laughs> the thing is that we do have to be touched more but it has to be that value added. It can't just be, Hey, and and you mentioned, it was funny in one of your answers, you said about the LinkedIn that Mm. they send you all this spammy, smarmy. um, Oh, I'm so glad you connected. So this is what I do. I'm an HR specialist. I'm a coach. I'm a blah, blah, blah block because you'll never get business. You'll never, I will never hire you because you're spammy. You're smarmy. It's disgusting, right? Instead of trying to build a relationship and you can build relationships on LinkedIn too, just like we're talking about the email. It's, it's a communication. It's easy. It lets me know. And it's funny because there's some Alicia Huck, uh, shout out to my good buddy out West. Um, she's a brilliant systems, uh, business systems to, to, with leadership, right. To help move the needle. To make sure the infrastructure is in place. Freaking brilliant. LinkedIn, I follow her. I She does these two, three minute videos, maybe once a week. I always stop and watch her videos. And I always comment what I walked away with because there's always so much great insight, right? I refer to her because I know the caliber of the person that she is. So that's the other thing through these connections and building that like no trust factor, Mm. starting with the marketing, with the email, eventually you want to be able to have a conversation or somebody follow you because you're a direct hit with what they're looking for from a value standpoint and need a solution, whatever it might be. Right. Absolutely. Uh, That's the other part, right. About writing emails and making sure your emails are, are we're going to get opened, right? I, I hear from people all the time. They're like, oh yeah, you know, my email open rates dropped or whatever. What do you mean you've got a better one? Um, or people focus <laughs> on the numbers, right? They focus on the numbers. You can only join me if you have X number of subscribers. You can only, you know, I, I only want to talk to you if you've got X number of subscribers. But how many of those people see your messages? It doesn't matter how many people are on the list. It matters how many people are looking and engaging. Absolutely. And the reason why so many people have stopped opening your emails is because the only thing you send out is, hey, here's another thing for you to buy. Here's another thing for you to buy. Here's another thing for you to buy. It's like Groupon, right? You've become the Groupon of whatever your industry is. If uh, I'm looking for a a discounted dentist appointment in my local area, sure, I'm going to go look at Groupon. Any other time in the week, I'm not going to open anything from Groupon because the only thing it is, is, hey, Groupon is having a sale. Well, Groupon's always having a sale of some kind. It doesn't matter, right? It's not relevant to me right now. But if Groupon were to send 
information about local businesses or how local businesses are supporting other local businesses or success stories of people using group, whatever that would look like, then maybe I'm going to open those emails because it'd be more interesting. They're going to give me value. They're going to showcase to me why uh, it's so valuable to use local businesses, but they don't do that. It's always, here's a, here's a coupon. Here's a coupon. Here's a coupon. And when you only send out as a coach, as a consultant, as a sales professional, if the only thing you ever send out is, Hey, it's time to buy again. Hey, it's time to buy again. Hey, it's time to buy again. Well, pretty quickly, people are going to unsubscribe or they're going to stop opening. Yeah, and, so what's, easy. and what's more likely to happen is they're going to stop opening, which is yeah. actually more harmful to you. You want people to unsubscribe because yes. if they're no longer interested, then you don't want to be, you know, sending messages to them. Right. You're paying for that too. Right. And it it takes an extra step for people to unsubscribe. So if all they do is stop opening, then suddenly your open rates drop, which means your engagement drops, which means suddenly your provider's like, well, maybe they're not actually sending what they say they're sending. Should I really be making sure that email lands in someone's inbox? Yeah. We want to make sure we're doing it right. What are some of the common mistakes that you see people make with their email? Is there like standard things that people do so that my everybody listening is like, uh Oh, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, no bait and switches, right? No bait and switches. It's awesome to use curiosity based subject lines. One of my favorite uh, people always love hearing about they're like, um, what sci-fi travel and dance music has to do with email marketing. Right. People are like, I want to learn what that means. But then you have to deliver and you have to deliver within the content of the email. What I see oftentimes is somebody will uh, create some sort of hook, you know, a subject line. They'll create a curiosity based subject line. And in order to get the answer, people then have to go click somewhere else. And that's kind of like a bait and switch to people. They're like, well, I wanted the quick answer or I wanted a hint of the answer. And then I'll decide if it's more interesting or not. Right. So whatever you put in your subject line, it really does need to relate what's in the body of the email. Another big mistake I see is people don't tell you what to do next. Now, people might be thinking, oh, wait a minute, I don't need need to know what to do next. But there's so many different ways that we can take that next step. We're lost. We're like, well, there's so many options. Which one should I go with? You know what? I'll figure it out later. And what happens is they never figure it out. Yeah, that's right. So... In your message, say, hey, you want information about this? You want to know what what more about this? Or if it's a value-based email, right? If it's a content strictly, talk about uh, a single tip or a single idea. And say, you want to know more about this? Here, I wrote an article. Here, I recorded a podcast episode. Why don't you go listen to it? Give people that next step. I am a believer that every single email you send out, no matter what kind it is, needs to have a call to action. Yeah. Now that call to action could literally be hit reply and tell me what you think. Yeah, it's fine. That's right. But give a call to action to every single email. Yeah. And rule of thumb, Kim, one, right? One call to action. When you start putting two or three, everybody gets confused and they click on nothing, right? So I want to be, I want to clarify this. Um, Yes. One call to action. However, that doesn't mean one clickable option. So Emails tend to be short, right? I don't know about you, but the last time I got an email that was over like 500 words, I stopped reading. <laughs> like it was yes, too much, right? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, you know, to each their own, teach their own style. That's fine. But when I say one call to action, I mean one thing they can do next. However, people scroll. Some people scroll all the way to the bottom. And then if they read it and it's relevant, they'll scroll back up. Some people just look for keywords. Some people look for subheadings. 
on our phones, especially, and more than half of people are reading their email on their phone. So, you know, think mobile first, not on a laptop or or PC first. Um, But people scroll. So you want to have more than one opportunity to show them that there is a next step. But that should all lead to the same place, right? Don't tell people, hey, hit reply and then take this survey and then go read the article. Like, it's too much. Uh, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. And then they do nothing, right? That's, That's the, right. They, just yes, they do too much nothing. to think about. I'm, I, you know what? I'm not doing anything. I'm not interested anymore. So we, we put the objection in their hands just mm. because we weren't clear with what we're asking them to do at the end that will still benefit them. It has Absolutely. to be a value added. Otherwise, they're not going to click or do whatever it is that we're asking them to do, right? That's part yes. of building the relationship. And when you have a call to action in every message, when it comes time for you to open access to a workshop or to promote an event or to promote a course or to promote a service. People are used to it. It's not a surprise that you're asking them to do something. They have realized that when they get a message from you, there's going to be something for them to click or do, and they can choose to do it or not. So that's another great way for you to build that relationship is to showcase to you, hey, I want to give you some great stuff, but I also want you to do uh, something in return and click this. So, you know, it's wonderful if you create a fantastic sales page and a fantastic offer. And it is the bestest thing of the bestest of the world. But if no one sees that page, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. So you want to make sure that when you create something like that, people are actually going to take the initiative to go look at it. Yeah, it, it's so funny. Um and it's a process, man, right? It, it, <laughs> people don't read an email and think, I love Kim, I love Connie. It doesn't work that way. And, and you know, there, I, this is what I like about you, Kim. I think your um, perspective and, and uh, philosophy of how to approach it and test it and reiterate and test it and reiterate. So we, we really zero in and get the results we're looking for. But everybody's out there, you know, emails that convert, buy this template. Is that temp now? Do I believe that templates are useful? Sure. But there has to be your voice within that template, not just fill in the blanks, because I find that if it's not your voice, people are going to know. And it's cute because people will send me emails. You know, I wrote my emails, right? I didn't, Mm. I didn't, but yeah, I wrote my emails to some extent. Same thing on LinkedIn, right? I try to put thoughtful, I take the time to put those thoughtful responses. So when people read it, they say, oh my God, you were in my head. It was like you were talking to me. That's a compliment because that I take my connection, my building rapport with that person. I take it seriously and it is personal. If they don't want to buy from me, that's not personal, but that connection and building that bridge that they want to work with me. They want to get to know me. They want to see what else I'm going to offer. And in your case, you it's, it's a, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. So and end if you're, if you're throwing crap at them, you're going to, it's going to, the process is even going to take so much longer because you're not doing it right out of the gate. Right. Go ahead, Kim. I see you want to say something. Yes. So there's two things you kind of touched on there. Number one, that is another big mistake I see people make is that they're not themselves in their emails. Right. I get this comment all the time. Somebody will come to me and they'll say, you know, Hey, here's what I do. Here's who I serve. Here's the kinds of, you know, things I have to offer. I don't know how to say that in marketing speak. And I'm like, well, you say it 
the way you just said it. There is no marketing speak. When you try and change and censor yourself and rework yourself so that you think of how people actually want to hear from you, you are A, not being authentic. You're not being yourself. You're not yeah. giving your audience the um, true you. experience they could actually have. Yeah. And you're breaking the trust because as soon as they see you in person, right? They get these emails. They think one thing. Maybe they really resonate with who you seem to be in emails, but then they hear you on a call. They hear you on a webinar. They actually meet you in person and it's completely different. You've broken that trust because suddenly they're like, wait a minute, this isn't who I thought I was following. This is a completely different person. Absolutely. So it's not a matter of, well, how do I make it so that I seem like the right fit? You be you, yeah. you be you, put yourself in your messaging, put yourself in your emails and that will then create the connection. Right. So many people were like, well, you know, I, I don't want to have to talk about the really personal stuff and because it's for business. Right. They're like, I don't want to talk about my kids or I don't want to talk about my marriage. I'm like, well, OK, don't talk about those things. That's fine. But, you know, talk about the fact that you love hiking or that you hate the outdoors or that you are so excited because uh, you're about to go to a birthday party and they're going to have a clown making balloon animals. And even though you're over four, that's still awesome for you. Like all of those things are still OK Personal. to talk about. Yeah. You, you choose know, what those look like. Yeah. But you want to be you. But Kim, here's the thing. It's hard because something you said just it, this whole market. <laughs> you see, I, it's it's exhausting. It hurt, yes. makes my head hurt because the marketing messaging, what you just said is not what most people are saying. You have to get it right. Your your ideal has to be to your ideal client and avatar and no, 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 all this stuff instead of exactly what you said. It has to be your voice. It has to be you that they know what they're getting. And, and a, a just a really it's actually a very funny story. Um, so I was at a diner locally with a girlfriend, maybe five years ago. I don't, I don't even know, maybe, maybe 10 years ago now. And my back was to the back of the restaurant. And as these women were leaving, they, they come by me. Now my back is to them. Right. And the woman turns around and looks at me and she says, are you Connie Whitman? And I, I didn't recognize her. And I said, I am, I go, I, I don't think I recognize you, but I am. How do I know you? And she said, we worked together. And it was like 15 years before, 20 years before. Right. And this was fascinating. She goes, we were sitting behind you, the sounds of your voice and your goofiness. And the way I was talking to my friend, she says to her friend, I know that person, that's Connie Whitman. I know it's her. I know it's her. So now she comes, she goes, it's definitely you curly hair, the whole thing. At the end, she says to me, listening to you talk to your friends. She said, Connie, when you would come, it was a bank that she worked at. She says, when you would come to the branch, you would come over to all the tellers when I was a regional sales manager. I said, hello to everybody. How's yeah. it? And I remember things. How's your son? The, you know, if they played hockey, forget about it. What rink were you right? A whole nother. And she said, you always made us feel important. You always made us feel special. You came in, you joked around with us. You, you helped us if we had questions. And now I'm listening to you with your friend 15 years later, and it's still you. That's the authenticity. That's when people trust you. But this marketing thing. So now fast forward. Now we're in this digital realm. This was all before the digital stuff. And now it's like your marketing message, your marketing email. It still has to be your voice and your vibe. People will feel it. So I want to that's a fantastic story, right? Because she recognized the way you speak, the way you connect with people. And uh, I've got another one to, to kind of build on that. But, um, you know, one of the things you said is, well, everyone's talking about you have to speak to your ideal avatar, blah, blah, blah. You have to remember you're speaking to a person. 
but that's a real person. And you're going to talk to them like a real person. So when people hear the phrase, oh, you need to speak, you know, give the message to your ideal client or to your ideal avatar, they forget that it's still a conversation. Exactly. So you are writing to your ideal person. But remember, that's an actual person. It is not like a list of uh, characteristics on a piece of paper. It's a real person. Yes. And if you try and be somebody else, that's not who they want to work with. You know, one of my it was the biggest compliment anyone ever paid me. Uh, and I'm so thankful to this person. You know, I, I had just got started uh, with my copywriting career. Um, and I went to this conference strictly for copywriters. And there were people there who were looking to hire, right? They were looking to hire freelancers. I had been communicating with somebody uh, that was there looking to hire. And then they had a job fair and I went to the table in person and I spoke with them and I gave them my pitch and they're like, great, you're hired. Uh, you're going to go and, and write this for us. So, you know, my very first conference, I'd been, you know, a, a quote unquote copywriter for maybe a month and I, I landed my first client. And then she did me the biggest favor ever. She said uh, later, she said, you know what? I'm really glad I met you in person because based on your emails, I didn't think you were the right fit for us, that I didn't think you were going to fit in for how we worked and how we communicated with people. And it was just completely not the right fit. However, after meeting you in person, I realized, you know, what great energy you have and, and you, that you were you know, going to be the right person to work in, our, in our, the process that we used. And that's because I was basing my email communication off of the only training I had, which was sophomore English on how to write business memos. Right. You, you have to be formal. You have to, you know, be really strict and, and really, you know, OK, here's just the information. There's nothing else you need to know. And that just doesn't fly anymore. Like nope. the only the only time I expect to get a really boring email is from like a bank saying, yes. hey, your statement's ready. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> any other time I want a real person communicating with me. Like I'm aware, right. That that email's going out to a hundred people, a thousand, of whatever. Course, of course. But I'm not going to read something that's uh, dear sir or madam. I am calling to inform you of like, that's not the way it works. So it was the best thing ever to happen to me. And I'm so thankful this person told me about the disconnect. Cause I realized I was like, wait a minute emails, even the emails I send out one-to-one, -one, hey, did you get the thing I sent you is a part of my marketing and it's a reflection of working with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the best compliment when someone says it was like, it was your voice. It was like you were talking to me, right? Yes. When people say that to me, I just, I love it. I get so excited. It, it was funny when I did my last workshop, I'm doing another one in November and the people that were in it and afterwards they, you know, they joined my nine week program and you know, the, the first week. So I'm like, so I'm so excited. How'd you hear about me? How'd you find me? And you know, one was from you, from your yes. email list and, and you promoted it and they found me that way. Another one had been following me on my podcast. They heard me on someone else's. They love me. And, and then both of them said these two women, it was the cutest thing. They said, every time I listen to something, it's a podcast or I read your email or I listen to one of your videos or you're on somebody else's podcast. I feel like you're always talking to me. And they, I said, and that's how you knew I was the right fit for you because exactly. it was like I was talking to you. You are the perfect client for me. You're heart centered. You have so much to offer. You're just afraid of the sales conversation. You know what you have is good. You just don't know how to put it into and engage the person and then ultimately ask for the business. And marketing can't do that for you. They can get you on list. They could sign you up. You can buy low price point. But if you're selling a two or $10,000 program, chances are you're not doing it just through email, right? 
Kimberly, it, it has to be a conversation usually with a higher ticket. Absolutely. You know, there's a there's generally an expectation um, in the marketing world, like at a certain price point, then it requires a conversation or it requires yeah. some sort of face to face. Right. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, it requires some sort of connection point before they're going to say yes, uh, which is fine. Right. That's great. That's wonderful. That's fantastic. But they still need to know who you are. They still need to find you. So marketing is still a key part of that 100%. process. Yep. You know, yes, they're going to get on the phone with you to have that sales conversation, but to get them on the phone, right, they have to encounter you first. And that's kind of where it goes hand in hand, which, uh, you know, I, I love, love what you were it. saying about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, we need each other, Kim. We do. <laughs> we're good partners. I love it. It's so awesome. We, we are out of time, but I do want to share a couple of things. Jen, uh, Kim, Kimberly is, is a dear friend, has become a dear friend. She has, I'm telling you, come in my orbit, you become my family. It's just how I roll, but she's uh, very generous like I am and has some free gifts for you. So the first one is the audienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Don't worry. I will put that in the show notes so you can find it easy peasy. She's part of a giveaway, giving some uh, free gifts, right? Kim, just for you build your toolbox, right? Sharpen your tool. Um, like Stephen Covey would say, uh, right. Or Franklin Covey would say, sharpen your tool belt so that we could start 2022 and really, you know, kick some butt out there. Absolutely. So, that, that link uh, goes to, um, about the welcome series that I was talking about. So it's a guide on how to write it. So one, Wonderful. The next one is she has a masterclass. It's a free masterclass. Again, it's audience, the audienceconverter.com slash avoid three mistakes. There's hyphens. I will put it in the <laughs> um, notes again so you don't make any mistakes. But I do recommend um, those two. If one of them is interesting to you, the one, the one is the written. The other one is the uh, masterclass where you get Kim live. Uh, whatever tickles your fancy, uh, two options for you. The last thing I do want to say is, and I've been on her, uh, her show as well, but she has a podcast called The Audience Converter. And I really um, highly recommend it if you are looking or trying to do some marketing stuff and you're not really sure. And here's the other thing too. I believe in doing a little bit of education to yourself so that when you do get in front of the Kimberly's of the world, who is an expert in marketing, you're asking the right questions, but also as she's giving you, in, in this case, Kim's giving you that information, you, you have some uh, background, you understand where it's coming from and the importance of X, Y, Z, whatever it is. So uh, again, listen to the podcast, The Audience Converter. Kim's great. Her guests are great. Um, and you again, another free resource that you can learn so much from. So Kim, thank you for being on and taking the time. Always, you know, I always learn something from you. Thank you so much for having me, Connie. It's always fantastic to, to sit down and chat with you. And I'm really uh, happy to be here. Yes. Thank you so much. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build and discover together that no matter where you are in your career and or in business, right? My guests and I, we really do have your back and we really are trying to come uh, forward and come on the show and share some tips and strategies and ideas, even just to get you thinking about whatever that next step is, even if you're not ready until six months from now. Educate yourself now. My tip, my guests and I are sharing those tips and strategies and a ton of resources that I do always hope that you find valuable. Thank you for tuning into Changing the Sales Game podcast with me, your host, uh, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.net. And I really do wish you all an inspired week where you embrace something, some tips, some ideas, some strategy, find your voice, if you will, with email marketing 
marketing that we talked about today. Um, I just hope that you choose a tip or an idea that Kim or I shared today and you apply it. With the application comes the magic of results. And Kim said it before. It's a numbers game. And it's not about them staying on your page. It's about the conversion. Are you making money from it? If not, maybe the email campaign needs to change. So again, I thank you for tuning in. I'm honored that you're joining, you, you have joined me on this journey. And I hope my guests and I have provided some good content for you. Have a great week, everybody. I'll see you next week. Thanks a million. Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies that can be implemented immediately. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.